Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. If you're and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo i have fun look at all the chairs i get to put on tables and the spectacular chris randazzo it's all just a big pile of bullshit (laughs) we here on this week's episode talk television sometimes we talk about shows that take six hours to watch this week is one of those weeks um did we decide this as a group, or did one of us say we should watch this? Because I've I never think it was s- a group effort. Okay, we're we're going to talk about uh, the Karen and I may have steamrolled you into <laughs> it because Karen and I were going to watch this anyway. <laughs> I feel there was a steamrolling going on because all right, we watched the four episode arc on Netflix of the new Gilmore Girls series, uh, Gilmore Girls, a year in the life. As I was watching this show, I realized I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Were they and all yeah, ninety you minutes long? The whole thing in one night. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just it just happens. Sometimes it happens. You lose track of time. You just say, "Okay, one more, mm-hmm. click." Well, all right, one more, click. Um, so yeah, I I did. Um, the show's fast. Yes, it really is. Like, there's absolutely no it, point in putting, like, closed captioning on. Because <laughs> you'd never be able to read it in time. But that, uh, about this particular revival, it was fast, and in, occasionally at points so unbelievably slow. Like, it's almost like they didn't know how to fill the episodes this long. Really? Okay. Be- what, what, yeah, when just, in particular? I think particularly I've... about the... Um, all right, I think it was in the first episode where... There was the dude who plays music in around town. I felt they, they did kinda, that. Okay, the the musical they did that cues in the original show were completely he, ridiculous. They they stuck with him for a good long while, and then like the musical, like Stars Hollow, the musical, which was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, but it did go on quite a while. But the one that really really bothered me was in the last episode. The like six or seven hours of rich assholes being rich assholes musical montage like <laughs> i was just so Hold on a minute. i don't know what do you wait, wait a that. second rich assholes being rich assholes musical montage i don't remember what you're talking about <laughs> what are you talking about I, yeah when in the all right so in the in the the last part of it when we're kind of jumping around but when the um it doesn't matter it's the by life seasons. and death brigade the the idiots in the the masks that are just like we are extremely oh! rich people, and we do whatever we want, and buy hotels, and get drunk, and do whatever we want. And did was, I mention that we're rich white people that do whatever the hell we want? It was them literally trying to do what was that? Strawberry Fields? Was that that Beatles movie? I think it was um, Across the Universe. Across the Universe. That's they literally took the music right from that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if that was. See, I have no basis it for just comparison. Kept going. For it, it like, just kept going. 
<laughs> like, I get it. You're rich assholes, and you're being rich assholes. I understand the point of this, but this is go- has been going on for, like, 20 minutes now. Mm. I like the Please music. Stop. The music yeah. was good. All right, Karen, how did was- you like it? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it overall. I agree with Chris. There were some slower moments. Um, I feel like they... I, I know you didn't really see the original show but Mm -hmm. they didn't miss a beat as far as the tone of the show is concerned Mm -hmm. they picked up like right where they left off and that's good and bad like okay it was good in that you know it was nice to see all the characters that we love being exactly the way we remember them (laughs) but i feel like in the case of some of the main characters that meant that there wasn't the (laughs) It, it seemed like no time had passed when they were very, like, clearly setting up. Yeah, it's been, like, eight years since we've seen all these characters. And I feel like... Is that how long ago the show as... was on? Eight years yeah. ago? Yeah. Okay. And I feel like some of them weren't as far along in their life. Like, like they just paused their lives when the show ended and picked it right back up. Like, things would have happened. Like, for example, I feel like Rory, her whole career crisis thing that she was going through mm-hmm. it's not that i don't buy that i do buy that people go through that kind of thing all the time but she's 32 yeah given <laughs> where she ended up on the show like if this was three years later i'd totally yeah buy it. absolutely but this, it didn't strike me as there was eight years of experience between where the previous show ended and this picked up well where did the previous show end that. like what happened at the end, did it just fade away? Was there something? It was definitive. It was happening? more or less canceled. Um, okay. It was. Uh, it was one of the very few shows that made the transition from the WB to the CW. Mm-hmm. Um, but it only lasted for one season on the CW, and it was relatively unceremoniously canceled. Okay. Um, and the last season, the show creator Amy Sherman, Sherman Palladino wasn't involved, and. A lot of fuckery went on as oh. far as like the characters. Okay. Yeah, there was a shit ton of that life and death brigade bullshit. Oh, uh, really? And um, it was uh, it, it, lots of things happened out of character, and uh, the 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 show that this this one largely ignored a lot of that stuff, but at the same time acknowledged a little bit of it. Like Lorelai mentioned in one of her therapy sessions that she had been married, and that was like this complete bullshit plot line that happened where she just all of a sudden married Rory's dad for like 15 minutes or something. <laughs> I barely remember it. It was it was not a good yeah. season and the whole series like the the big will they won't they was Luke and Lorelai and they eventually got them together and then they broke them up for a bunch of wacky stuff and then like they didn't really resolve it at the end of the series because I think they were under the impression they weren't canceled when they were writing this stuff and they didn't have a lot of time to kind of put a button on everything. Okay. Um, and Luke and Lorelai kind of got back together, but they were going to get married. There was a whole big thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, it, another, another thing that's definitely worth mentioning to Karen's point about how the characters weren't as far along in life as, as one would expect... Uh, the band was another really big waste of camera time. Like it was a catchy tune that they were playing, but that band, uh, her her friend uh, Lane, okay, got that it. she was okay. staying at her right. house, and that rock wow. band that was there, they were 
the same people playing the same instruments in that same living room eight years ago. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Well, they showed that he, the one guy got a different, like, he progressed. He got a job that wasn't really him. And Yeah, I get it. But <laughs> this was eight years of okay. this. Uh, that means this band has gone absolutely nowhere in eight years. Well, like, that was the... where they stopped. And as somebody who's been in that position before, and as I know a ton of musicians, and that just doesn't happen. If a band isn't going anywhere and they're not doing anything... Uh, at this point that that band doesn't have a rehearsal space doesn't make any sense it's absolutely ridiculous and i know it's really nitpicky and stars hollow as far as i'm concerned i don't think stars hollow is on earth like i don't think this show takes place on this planet because stars hollow could not exist it's impossible well it's it's like three square blocks if that and everything is primarily rosy all the time like and extremely quirky yeah quirky extremely quirky and quaint yeah and uh it's it's like the town in state and maine which a uh, mm-hmm. fantastic movie um but and, and i'm fine with that i i'm completely fine with that but there are certain things that the show does that are just so not based in reality like the the first episode really suffered from this more than the rest of them of shoehorning all the uh characters into the episode it was just like and here is running down the list of here's all these people that you hadn't seen if you haven't seen we got to fit everybody in there you got to see everybody <laughs> well and they, it's like i get it i really i, I don't want to give the impression that i didn't like like it because i loved it i was I so happy that this was that it was back and it didn't miss a beat and it told a story that i liked i was really particularly interested in emily the the mom mm-hmm. i was really interested in that because Edward Herman, he died, the actor who played mm-hmm. uh, Richard Gilmore, and it was a really big part of the show. I was... He still was, was a really big part of the show. Ha! You get a size reference to that gigantic... Giant painting. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big painting. <laughs> I, I was really glad that they took that approach, because um, you know, I, I was afraid that they may like kind of gloss over it or something, and they, they didn't. It was... It had a profound effect on all three of those characters, mm-hmm. and... I really appreciated the way they handled that, and I really, really appreciated Emily's growth throughout this the the series. I, the yeah, fa- she definitely grew the most, and I was the happiest with where she ended up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The 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 the, the cycle of her character, even through in these four episodes, I mean, it touched every base. It went all over the place, and it was all. You know, different signs of grief, and and like her her story arc, which. I, I feel like was the main through line because all the other storylines, uh, you know, Lorelai and, and Luke and then Lorelai and Lorelai because she had to do that little attempted walkabout bullshit. And like they all had mini stories that all sort of laced together. But Emily's was just pretty much Emily finding out who Emily was. And yeah. that who is she without Richard? Right, and that tied all four of the you know the seasons together, way more than the other storylines did. Um, yeah, I would agree that she had the most straightforward, I, I guess, overall arc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, it was just, it was, it's so fun seeing that character 
Because the way she was in the beginning was pretty much the way she was through the entire series. Mm. And seeing that character eventually like put on jeans and stuff <laughs> like that was really, really entertaining. <laughs> and um, to, to kind of segue into the whole Lorelai Luke thing, um, she was very right. She was going about it completely wrong, but she was so right about Luke and Lorelai's relationship and the way that they were they were acting like roommates. They mm-hmm. weren't talking. They weren't communicating. They weren't sharing stuff, and that's not how a successful relationship works. And I, I remember like, it's it's very easy to get angry at Emily because she is she can be pretty awful at yeah. times but well, her character is she, designed to be the unlikable one that oh, like spouts out pearls of wisdom like mm-hmm. that's her character and i mean i was convinced <laughs> like <laughs> she did it flawlessly and and i'm i'm glad that it seen it i'm glad that lorelei came to that conclusion because uh that fight that luke and lorelei had in the diner where luke was just like we don't, uh, you know, you keep your crazy family away from me. I'll keep my crazy family away from you. And Lorelai was kind of pushing back against that. And he said, but those were your parameters. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. And that that fight was so tough for me to watch because I I love those two characters. And I've been shipping for those two characters for as long as I've watched the show. And I've always identified with Luke a lot. I, I like that character so much because he he reminds me of myself in that he he genuinely wants to be alone but he also genuinely wants to be around people because he's chosen a profession that is in the service industry you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's a crazy woman that he wants more than anything in the world and he will agree to any parameters to be with said crazy woman I love you <laughs> Um, I feel like you're digging yourself a hole here, Chris. No, I I know I'm crazy. And she knows that I would agree to any parameters to be with her. But that was the thing that he didn't say during that fight that I've always kind of understood about the character and was so happy that he implicitly said in the last episode because when she came back from her crazy walkabout and he was convinced that she was leaving him, he went on the the whole tirade of just like, this, I never believed that this would happen and I'll do anything to make this work. Mm. And which is why he agreed to whatever Lorelai said, because he's just kind of a go with the flow kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. And that that arc was really nice for me to see and they didn't really implicitly say that they were going to start sharing things with one another and be more open like that conversation you didn't really see but at the same time the whole thing that emily kept getting at like they're not married they're just roommates i think it was kind of implied by the fact that they were getting married i think that's what lorelei was trying to say was let's get married and let's stop this this crap Mm -hmm. and i mean she, she did agree to at the very end to having luke and her come to dinner with emily once a month so i guess that does kind of does kind of say that but that whole thing made me happy because i've seen those two characters go through some intense stupid over the years <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy that finally landed speaking of intense stupid in relationships rory oh, 
What? What? There what, was so much more Logan than I was prepared for in this series. <laughs> was because she, was I she always a whore? Because that's kind of hoary. Like, was that her character uh, in the, it's the show? Not entirely out of character. Okay. Yeah, I have. I, I read something today where, which put it pretty well that I'm going to totally fumble here. That was like she's demonstrated that she doesn't care necessarily about breaking those kinds of rules if it's in the pursuit of what she thinks is love. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like a Dean, her first high school boyfriend. Which, she whoa. Lo- okay. Yeah. Side note. Yes. Dean. Yes. <laughs> Why Dean? <laughs> hey, he that, was Dean first. When that motherfucker he showed up on Dean screen first. and she went, Dean went, wait, no, that's not right. I can't be right. <laughs> you looked Dean around the corner first. for Jensen Ackles. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting here. Sorry, off screen somewhere. <laughs> See the Apollo roll that up in front of the store. That would have been so awesome. That would, I would have died. <laughs> I, I, I'm genuinely sad they didn't try to make that work like even to just have him go out of the store and get into an impala that would have been enough for me and that would have made just had him be a friend or something like that that would have been so fantastic and it would have been okay it wouldn't have been out of place in this show because this show borderline well i wouldn't even say like it was ridiculous most of the time yeah it's pretty ridiculous and and they did a little bit of like, there was all these actors from Parenthood showing up, like Mae Whitman and Peter Krause. You mean the B And actors. the other dude that Jason Lorelei, Ritter. Jason Ritter. Like, like there, all they, of the there was B clearly, actors. Like, that B. was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that all the B actors spoke about B actors being in their town and the A-list actors being in the other town. I'm like, I, <laughs> all right, I understand what you're doing here. I, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> But you were saying about but, yeah, um, so Dean. so yeah, Karen Dean was talking was her Chris. high school boyfriend, <laughs> and uh, she uh, she decided that she was going to lose her virginity to Dean while he was still married. Wait, how old are these people? Well, this was in the original series. Yeah, this was in the original series. Right, but how old? Okay, so she at must the have time been... she was, uh, like. Early twenties. Okay. It was she was twenty two when the show ended, so it was in her late teens yeah. when she made and that he decision. Was married. Like yeah, like he got recently? he got stupid married. Oh, uh, okay. like didn't he knock the girl up? Yeah, he he knocked the girl up and got stupid married, and that I do not believe is the same person he's married to when he they had that conversation in the grocery store. Really, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like the two of them broke up. Because mm-hmm. of the whole cheating thing, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I'm, I'm okay. So a lot she has no problem, that, yeah. being a, a homewrecker. Apparently mm-hmm. not. Okay. No, apparently not. She's um because she's Rory G- Gilmore, like good and perfect uh, all the time, and can do no wrong. And if she's sleeping with somebody who's with somebody else, then it's the other woman that is really the problem in the situation, not her. Okay. Yeah. At least in her mind. Okay. <laughs> like, I was not fond of that whole relationship. And, like, the fact that she went back to Logan, because the two of them broke up at the end of the last series, and the fact that she went back to him. But my boss, Lisa, she pointed out to me that <laughs> shout out Logan to Lisa. is... <laughs> shout out to Lisa. Big fan of the show. Uh, actually, I don't think she's ever listened to it. But um, she pointed out that Logan is, like, he's just complete kryptonite for her but like delicious kryptonite like she just can't say no to this guy and that makes it's hmm. that's that's totally true like 
that guy comes from a scumbag. His dad is a scumbag. And he did a lot of growth <laughs> while he was with Rory to be less scumbaggy. But at the end of the day, he's still a scumbag. But yeah, their relationship was pretty toxic in the original series, if I remember. It was, yeah. Like, you know, they got together because she was all attracted to him and whatnot, and he got her sucked into... They stole a boat together, and... Uh, <laughs> they really stole a boat. Yeah, they Evan. really like, did. That's they, not a joke. Yeah, it sounded like they a euphemism. They stole a boat. <laughs> she, sent the, she spent the night in jail. Like, it was ridiculous. And he was so bad for her, and she kind of eventually convinced him to be a bit of a better man, but at the end of the day, he was still him, and she... I'm pretty sure she broke up with him. Yeah, and, at, the, when the, at the end of the series, she was single. Yeah. That was the whole point was that it was always supposed to be about her and not about the guy she was with, mm-hmm. which is, like, I felt like, I don't know, by revisiting all the boyfriends in this series, I feel like they kind of walked that back a little. Like, I mean, on the surface, her story was about her and her career and what she's going to write and who's she going to be. But, like, in the meantime, the whole audience is sitting there going, but, yeah, but which guy is she going to be with? Like, shut up, audience. But also, (laughs) I was saying that, too, so I should shut up. And I also thought that the joke of the the Paul boyfriend was so hysterically done. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that they kept forgetting about that poor guy made me feel bad for him. He seemed like a sweet guy. (laughs) I kept forgetting about him. Like, when they had that conversation, and then Luke turned and said, I don't remember anything he just said, I didn't remember it either. (laughs) Just like every Marvel movie. (laughs) Um, So, Um, all right. A friend of mine put put it pretty well today, I thought, that... um, the way the show set it up for them, for Rory, is that Logan is her Christopher and Jess is yes. her Luke. Yes. And that, oh boy, another conversation with my, my oh boss. Boy, is like, absolutely nothing my to boss me. is like friggin' obsessed with this show. Okay. And it's really delightful to talk to her about it because I really like the show too. And she was, before the show aired, she was like coming up with all these conspiracy theories how Rory was going to end up with Jess because she is like a huge team jess character person like she's all about jess and i was like jess is a stat okay i don't like jess don't like him very much and i was talking to her after i had watched the first three episodes of this and i was talking to her about how much i liked luke and she was just like and that's why i don't understand why you don't like jess and i was like what are you talking about she said jess is young luke he's he's that he's young luke and i was like holy crap he is i never pieced that together before (laughs) I'm not sure Luke was quite as big a douche as Jess was at his age, but yeah. But the nice thing about seeing Jess now is Jess isn't really a douche anymore. No, he really he grew got out of it. Together. Yeah, but and um, is Jess related to Luke? He's his nephew. His nephew. Ne- yeah, I thought it was his son. And like this whole that no, you can't. They can't be in a relationship. <laughs> they kind of have that sort of father son dynamic because uh, Jess's mom. Well, I, I think Jess's dad is like not in the picture, mm-hmm. and Jess's mom was like crazy and not really around. Was for that the one a that, lot of his that life was, that accidentally the joined, joined a cult? cult? Okay, yeah, yes. Like, that yes. was a funny line. For, like <laughs> that was this little storyline that I found humorous because they didn't do anything. <laughs> like, they just kept commenting on the fact that you know a family member may be trapped in a cult, but ah, eh, fuck it, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and that's pretty much you know standard for Liz okay. and her husband. <laughs> yeah, good to know. Okay. 
All right, now I have a question, seeing as I've, I'm figuring that they try to get every character that has ever been on the show into these four episodes somewhere. Was there anybody that they missed, notably? I mean, aside from Liz not being on screen. There was Naked Guy. There was that naked guy in college that she met. Oh, Marty. Okay. Uh, I, I'm thinking this is like a Star's Heart Hollow, like townie that i forgot about and then oh no the guy in college yeah no i mean because like um, were there any? like i'm like, like right now i'm scrolling through the the cast mm-hmm. and most you know like it's either four episodes or one like there's a couple mm-hmm. people in here that might have shown up you know twice but the cast of people the cast of characters is ridiculously long, and I feel that was yeah. an effort to squeeze everybody in. That show. How long was? How many seasons was the the show? Eight, seven, seven. seven. So, they. It seems like they tried to get seven years worth of characters into these four episodes. Like, did she know the the? Okay, when she went on her weird walkabout, and there was that one woman that was walking the entire. Path. She didn't know any of those people. No, okay, because I felt like that ha- that character right there was rife with story, <laughs> and I wanted to know more about her. <laughs> I didn't punch a bear. It was a possum, and he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And if we're talking about great lines, like Michelle, uh, what was the, what was the, her name? Molly. Mo- Molly. <laughs> so your name is Molly. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I, I cannot deliver it as well as he can because I don't have that accent but oh my god that had me cracking up Sookie, Sookie is that her name the, the mm-hmm. cook, when she first shows up on screen and squeezes the the, the, the bag mm-hmm. and she, her first word oh my god that was pornographic like, yay that's funny stuff I like her I'm glad her. they got Melissa McCarthy to 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 be back on here. Oh, it's a real shame that they couldn't get her in more of it. I th- I think that the show would have done better with more Suki and more Jess. Agreed. Yeah. And Agreed. less Logan. Which, which I was even yeah, though less Logan. Uh, the character of Logan has you know has always been kind of gross. The actor who plays Logan I find way more attractive than I did in the first suit. <laughs> like. Like he's damn, into Matt. Himself, I, I can't say that guy's <laughs> last Matt name. Agree. I think, but yes. Yeah. He's, He's a good-looking hunk of man meat, but uh, I, I I think uh, Jess, uh, particularly not with his '80s mustache from This Is Us, uh, he's he, he's looking pretty good. And I did. All right, so the the as far as I know, this was intended to be like this was the ending that Amy Sherman Palladino wanted to do, but she has also kind of said that if the world really wants her to do more, she'll do more. I'm of the mind that this really should be it because this was the ending she planned for and it mm-hmm. does all kind of come full circle. I was a little... um, I, I am... I liked that they did that whole bit with Jess where Luke was like, oh, you're completely over that. And then he turns around and is like, he's completely not completely over Rory. And um, well, that- I do think it would be interesting... I, I, it's an interesting position for those characters to be in where Rory was a really good influence on Jess back in the old show and I feel like Jess would be a really good influence on Rory now and I think that would be really uh, that's an interesting story to tell um, well that's that seemed to be the only uh, 
loose end in well in, besides the last words <laughs> what do you, what well yeah that that's part of it yeah that's well kind the, of the, part of tying it all back w- together what you're saying that he's compl- what 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 do you mean by the last words um, the last four words of the show. Yeah, the which were like kind of the big deal. The last four words of the show. Don't spoil it. Those, those were the things that that Amy Sherman Palladino had set out from the beginning. That the last four words of the show were going to be, "Mom, yes, I'm pregnant." Oh, that's right. That uh, hmm, I see. That really didn't mean anything to me. I'm like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's kind of looping together, but from traditional TV tropes, that's kind of a cliffhanger. That's a, yeah, that's a cliffhanger. What I'm talking about is every other like storyline within from like the the show into this. I don't want to call this a show. This this four part epic thing, like all of their loose ends, they tried to tie up the marriage, and the only thing that they left hanging was Jess. And mm-hmm. now they had to, if they were going to progress and like maybe do another one of these or you know start up the show again, they started up a whole new story arc, which they didn't. Yeah, but I guess at the same time, like we've kind of said, that they've really already kind of told that story because she's pregnant, and so she's Lorelai now, and uh, uh, she's thirty years old. Is, is uh yeah, Rory's the... dad and Luke uh sorry uh Jess is Luke so it's kind of going to play out in a they're the same archetypes basically and like she's... they're the same archetypes but uh, as Evan was saying yeah she's twice yeah. she's twice the age that Lorelai was when she got pregnant with Rory so so there w- there that will be, be that motherly daughterly friendship that's true bond that thing i mean they... especially if she has a kid a son that's true as well <laughs> Which she probably wouldn't because the show's freaking called Gilmore Girls. <laughs> the sequel will be called Gilmore Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about uh, Luke and Jess and Rory's son. <laughs> Let's call him Gilmore Steve. Dudes. I like Steve. I mean, for someone for someone who had like very little knowledge of this show, I enjoyed these these four episodes. Like, I didn't have any problem just clicking for one more. Like, I didn't feel like it was a waste of time in any way. It was very entertaining. The only thing is, is I was not prepared for how goddamn fast they talk. <laughs> like, especially Liza Wheel. Man, she didn't miss a beat. Um, Paris. Paris. The, uh, the blonde girl who was the fertility specialist. Yes. yes. She is. She was in top form. Uh, I like the little in joke they made in the beginning, where they they had they met up after having not seen for a little while, and, and Lorelai and Rory ex- did a little fast paced exchange, and then she was like, "Ooh, I'm winded. I haven't done that in a little while." <laughs> I also liked the bit where Doyle, uh, Paris's husband, became a Hollywood screenwriter because that actor is a Hollywood screenwriter. <laughs> And they, I lo- thought for a minute that there was going to be some kind of falling out there. Like he wasn't going to be on it because he was on Buffy. They made a crack at Buffy mm-hmm. uh, earlier in there, and then like she was talking all this trash about him just being a complete tool. And I was like, wow, man, they really dragged Doyle's name through the mud. I guess they couldn't get that actor back, and then he shows up, and he's a complete tool. <laughs> I I don't know what well, the the stairs joke. You know, that ran for, like, 40 minutes. That was funny. I mean, yeah. 
good stuff. <laughs> the, uh, the there was another cute little tidbit I learned about today. The the female troubadour in the town, the woman who was playing guitar and singing. His sister. Um, yes, he actually... she is the she is the daughter of Carol King, who sings the Gilmore Girls theme song. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she she um, recorded the, the the version that they use for the theme song with her mother. So oh, that was nice. That was cute for them to stick him in there and then have a joke about how uh, he awesome. made some some joke about how their mom like. Oh yeah, she said, you know, well, how can you do this to your own sister? You know proof that I'm your, you're my sister. <laughs> That's what mom says. Well, mom lies. <laughs> Uh, there's also the the fun bit that again, uh, big shout out to Lisa for pointing this out to me and melting my brain. The um the the mechanic lady gypsy yes. in the town, she also played the crazy uh non understandable uh, maid for Emily. I had no idea that was oh, the same wow. actress. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming she's gay. Because when they were talking about having their gay pride no, parade, no, they were, they were all implying that, that it was Taylor, Taylor the was... old guy, that he was gay because oh. that was like a running kind of unspoken joke in the, okay. the show. Okay, that... that makes sense as well. <laughs> the, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go back. I want to go back and watch this, but I don't want to go back and watch it. <laughs> Am I okay with just these the six hours of episodes? Am I all right with that? <laughs> Uh, the world no would not come to a crashing halt if you never watched it. What, is there a lot of Sally Struthers in the first seven seasons? Because she was amazing. Uh, quite a lot. Say a lot. <laughs> she is a recurring character, but I wouldn't say a lot. Look, it's a great show. It really is. Um, except for season seven is, is kind of... <laughs> every every but, uh, long-running show has one season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know that it's like you're like like Karen said. Your world's not going to come to a halt if you never go back and watch it. But I mean, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's. It, you won't feel like you've wasted your time by watching it. <laughs> All right. Well, I. I guess thanks for sideswiping me into watching this show. I enjoyed it. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, got anything else to say? I mean, I'm just that I'm glad this happened, and I hope this is the last of it. Because uh, you don't want more shows. You're good. You're you're even shows should have endings. I am a I'm a big supporter of shows with endings, and this show just had an ending. Like this was the story that they wanted to tell. Don't pull a lost and start. So like anything past this is going to be the last two seasons of Scrubs. So you know? so do you you don't want Gilmore Gang next season. No, yeah. no, no. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll talk some news. Stay tuned. The recent intense wrestling matchup of Brock versus Goldberg that lasted a mere minute and 28 seconds inspired the guys at Ring the Bell to see whether they could be just as entertaining as that match in the same amount of time. Were they successful? You be the judge. Check out their latest episode, Ring the Bell, Survivor Series 2016, on our YouTube channel. Being a parent has inspired me to dive back into my video game collection in search of treasures I can share with my kids. 
This month, that quest turned up a pair of officially licensed little golden books featuring Nintendo's most beloved heroes. Are they worth a green rupee or a silver one? Find out in Into the Vault, episode 22, Nintendo Golden Books, also on our YouTube channel. Chris and Dan were honored this week to be joined by one of the biggest names in video game history. Author Leonard Herman came on the Stone Age Gamer podcast to discuss the latest edition of his comprehensive book, Phoenix 4, The History of the Video Game Industry. Listen in on this fascinating discussion, and as a special bonus for our listeners, get a coupon code to save 20% off of Leonard's book. Don't miss Stone Age Gamer episode 127, Phoenix Talk with Leonard Herman. Speaking of big names, this month's Artist Avenue features one of the biggest, Frank Miller. What's more to say? It's Frank freaking Miller. The legendary artist stopped by the Cubist School to share his journey through the comic book industry with all the students. We captured the interview and are delivering it directly to your ears, free of charge. Download Artist Avenue, episode 10, Frank Miller. Do it right now. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our, our commercials. Um, let's talk some news, Chris. That's right. Okay. Just Chris. Only yeah, Chris. Karen, Karen you keep quiet. Incubus. Do not speak for the entirety of this news break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we've talked about this Lost in Space thing a while wow. ago, and I was uh, I was slightly excited because it's Lost in Space. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they fucking went and hired Parker Posey. I hate Parker Posey. Not only did they really? hire Parker Posey, they hired Parker Posey as Dr. Smith. No! Who you're supposed to hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but for different reasons. That's a thing. Why, why do you hate Parker Posey? I don't Posey? like her. I don't know why. It might be just because of her name. I don't like the alliteration. I, 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 I think I can, the only thing I can think of I've seen her in was uh, that Superman Returns movie, which I thought she was fantastic in. <laughs> I saw this news is like, oh, that's fit. That's really awesome. I think she'll she'll make a great Dr. Smith. Mm. I don't know. I'm sure she'll do fine. I, I just guess I guess I'm Parker Posey bias. I know. I don't know. But what within this article, a lot mm. of uh, a lot of information about the rest of the cast and directors and stuff like I can't I can't argue with the 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 talent that they have going into the show. So. Yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about it. And it's Should a Netflix thing, so get not yet. Not yet. Have yet to let me down. Um Michelle Yo. Yo? Yo? Is that how you say her name? Sure. Sure. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Uh she's the one from, you know, F- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be on uh, the Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Now, for a minute, people thought she was going to be the captain of the discovery and mm-hmm. that quickly was shot down she's got her own ship she's she's part of another whole crew so mm-hmm. we still have yet to find out who's in charge of the main ship but she's a very talented actress she does a lot of that kung fu stuff so maybe we'll get some kung fu in space <laughs> some space food some space foo um and her name is Hanbo. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm having I'm having a hard time being jazzed about this show. I'm not gonna lie to you. Maybe it's the whole CBS All Access horse hockey that's uh, surrounding <laughs> this whole business. Because uh, I'm not downloading CBS All Access no. to watch anything. Nope. Ever. It's not going to happen, CBS All Access. You can get bent. No matter how hard um, you try, CBS, you will not get Chris Randazzo's money. Ever. No. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm jazzed that there's going to be a new Star Trek series. I think that's great. And I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. There's just something about this thing that's, that's failing to really grab my attention. I was never Star Trek guy like i i can either way it doesn't really matter to me um but no none of the news that we have gotten has made me more interested like i'm i'm not i don't care so good good for trek fans i guess ah we'll see um (laughs) shockingly enough karen posted up this this next bit of news um call the midwives has been renewed for three more seasons yeah that's a bold play <laughs> so that's, a, that's i mean the show deserves it there's no question there yeah. but i mean damn <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of seasons um so we're gonna seven eight nine and a couple of christmas specials because that's the way the bbc rolls mm-hmm. i'm sure karen will be happy i i we from what i watched you are correct it does it does do good television so good for them yeah, bully for them. Um, speaking of BBC, this article <laughs> is a visual article because the photos in this are amazing. Um, during Thanksgiving, um, a bunch of set photos came out from the new Sherlock series or the new Sherlock season. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I I'm not so much. There's like one picture. I was like, "Oh, that's that's great. That's them with a bunch of cameras and whatnot." But then they have these stills, like these posed publicity shots, and there is one where Sherlock is looking at at the family Watson and their new mm-hmm. baby, and the look that is on his face speaks volumes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Um. Yeah, this is this is a bunch of you know promotional imagery came up for this show. Same cast of characters, everything's looking good. Uh, didn't realize that it has been three years. I guess you guys kept saying that, but mm. it hadn't sunk in until I actually read it. Three goddamn years. So hurry up, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Next year, beginning of next year, right? Yeah, like the very. I mean, beginning. that's the thing with a. That's the thing with Sherlock, like. Everyone in this show is busy doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, this show happened, and then Benedict Cumberbatch became a name, and then he just kept getting more successful, and now he's the star of one of the most successful Marvel movies. Like, yeah, come on now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, January 1st, right? That's what it says? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. New Year's Day. So. Very excited. This show has... Never let me down. It's one of the best things on television. It's so good. So it's coming back to the BBC on the mm-hmm. first. I'm pretty sure BBC America is all up in this business, right? No, no. I'm saying. Like, well, I know, no, because it, it's PBS. It is PBS. PBS does the, uh, yeah. So it's not a Netflix thing. 
No, no, so no. So I'm not going to get the three episodes in one. Why do no, I feel like that's how I've to... watched it before? Isn't that how I watched it? I never watched this. Maybe. I don't know. I never watched this on BBC. We've wa- we watched it live when it was on back when we had cable and BBC America and mm-hmm. and, and PBS. Sorry. But, uh, yeah. Mm. Suffer like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get let's get the the death news out of the way. Um, first off, you posted. I'm, I'm looking for it. Uh, uh, was it you? Or was it Karen? It was you. It was me. <laughs> Florence Henderson, the mom from Brady Bunches, has passed. Mm-hmm. And this link. I'm sorry. I should not laugh because it's not right. Like America's mom has passed away, but mm-hmm. the AP story says. This is the entirety of it, and I will just bear with me because I'm going to read the whole thing. Manager, Florence Henderson, mom on Brady Bunch, has died. That is the entirety of the article. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that one. (laughs) I mean, I saw the headline and just assumed that there would be some sort of delightful eulogy, not a a sentence fragment. (laughs) It's from uh, the Associated Press. That's what is said. Um, haven't really heard much from Florence Henderson in a while, uh, but she did play a very pivotal role in a lot of people's childhood as the mom. Mm-hmm. So sad to see her go. Something that hit me a little closer to home was um, the shepherd has passed. Mr. Ron Glass. Mr. Ron Glass has died. Uh, I think he was 71. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a shame. Um, sad to see him go. But it he was... He looked really good for 71. He did look good, but I think if I'm not mistaken, he was sick. Oh. I, f- I felt like I read somewhere that he was dealing with a cancer, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not 110 on that one. Um, but... Another thing that that caught me on on this was that he was was it Barney Miller? Yeah, he was on Barney Miller, All in the Family, Hawaii Five O. I mean, Sanford and Son, and like, like these are all classic television shows. And then I know him from Firefly, which two thousand five. Like, yeah. so he had an expansive career. Like it's nineteen nineteen seventy five to two thousand and five. As another podcasting person would say, that is a big bucket of win. So there are some beautiful <laughs> tweets tweeted out from his co-stars and friends and family. So sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Yeah, that was... um. I think when you and me were talking about it, I was like, "Come on, man! 2016 isn't even leaving the cast of Firefly alone." Like, yeah, it, it ha- this year is a nobody's safe. It's been a rough one. It's been a rough year. And I've been—I was talking with my friend about this earlier today. You know, Facebook has that like trending thing mm-hmm. up in the corner. When they first did it, there used to be like a little excerpt underneath all the trending things. Now it's just the headline, and the headline is usually just a name. So every time I see a name pop up in there, I was like, crap, are they dead? Is Eddie Murphy dead? <laughs> oh, no, he was just talking about a role he didn't get. As every single time that shows up, I'm like, oh, man, no, come on, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Let's just get out of 2016. There's a month left. We can make it. No more deaths. We could do this. Yeah. Um, 
2016 is saving the best for last, and you know it. It's just going to be like, and I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's, let's do it. The entire <laughs> cast of every Marvel movie ever is dead. <laughs> a, a giant plane crash. No, no. We're going to make it out. We'll be fine. You think Stanley's going to make it to the end of this yes. year? I think. It's, what is holding that man I think together? that motherfucker's going to outlive all of us, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. It's joy and paper mache. That's what's holding that man together. All right. Um, I didn't realize that this next story was a thing. Me neither. Um, apparently, <laughs> Leah Remini, you know, from her, her, her breakout performance in King of Queens, uh, she was a Scientologist. Yes, one of the many skinny ladies married fat to fat guys, men yeah. in comedies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was a, she and her family were Scientologists. Um, I don't know. I think they left, or I, I don't. Is it excommunicated? I don't know what the Scientologists do. But she is no longer a Scientologist, <coughs> and apparently she wrote a book about her not liking it. So they're turning that book into a television show. A reality television show, shockingly enough, on A and E. Hmm. Now, I heard about that maybe two days ago. Then you posted this link that Scientologists, the, like the muckety mucks, are not happy about that because <laughs> they're a secretive bunch. Yeah, man. they are. Yes, they are. <clears throat> so they're telling, like, they're saying that. Uh, they want the show pulled, saying some horrible things about Leah. I mean, just not nice things. Maybe true. I don't know. They're just not nice things. Um, but it's going forward. I think. She, I think she said, um, like she's suing them for like one point five million dollars or something like that. Yeah, mm. like. <laughs> Leah Remini is reportedly demanding the Church of Scientology pay her 1.5 million U.S. dollars after it lobbied a TV network to get her uh, her new show shut down. So <laughs> they didn't really do anything; they just lobbied because the show is still but happening. They're like <laughs> some pretty powerful lobbyists. Mm. Like the the Scientologists have oh, many yeah. their fingers in many sinister pies. <laughs> To quote the monarch, <laughs> I do like in this article, like it, 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 I don't know what is this from? Uh, it's National Post. I don't know where we get our news, people. Sometimes we just find links and we talk about them. But right in the middle of this, according to the underground blog, wait, underground bunker blogger Tony, <laughs> Tony Ortega, Tony Ortega. <laughs> like, all right, I guess sure, he should know stuff. Um. This next, this next, yeah, I, I watched that. Did you watch that Scientology documentary? I think it was on HBO. I'm not 100 percent on that. No, one. no, I was kidnapped by Scientologists once, oh, and that was all the. Uh, <laughs> so you just all you're the good enough Scientology I needed in my life. <laughs> it was interesting. I will not be watching this show. Maybe out of some morbid curiosity, I may check it out once it hits like Netflix or something. But 
it is what it is. No, nah, I'm good. They, they they pulled me into a movie theater in the middle of summer. It was air conditioned. I was happy enough. And they tried trying start trying to sell me on Dianetics, and I was just like, "Who are you people? <laughs> Wait, those are I know L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> I know I went to school with Farouk Alatan. Um, all right. So something is going wrong with live television. Or so the networks would want you to think. What it is is they're not grasping the concept of this is not how people watch television anymore, so it's time to change things up. In this next bit of news, it is shown what is important to us and what is not so important to us. Okay, During the holiday season, what's important to us? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Frosty the Snowman. Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay? What is not important to us? Penn and Teller fool us. <laughs> and apparently, my crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> or crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, what is it? They trounced a, what was the How Murray Saved Christmas? I actually saw, because we were watching a little bit of mm-hmm. How the Grinch Stole Christmas live. Mm-hmm. And, um... Then how Murray saved Christmas came on after that. Who the hell is Murray? It's not. It's not. It's not. Steve. Steve Murray. No. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. No. That's not. This isn't the Mary Very Murray Christmas that was on Netflix. It was some weird cartoon with some. Oh, I, I really know, thought it was Bill Murray. No, no, I don't know what the hell this was supposed to be, but I was like, I don't know who this character is, and you're talking to me like I should give a shit, <laughs> and it's not working. And boy, do I not give a shit. I don't have a single one to give for Murray <laughs> and your stupid jokes. So was it bad? Because it was, it was just like I feel it was there was bad. like five stupid jokes in like a thirty second span. I was like, I'm not no. No. I'm I'm canceling my subscription <laughs> to everything. I want You've no more Murray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and apparently Crazy Ex Girlfriend is not doing well. No. Which makes me so sad. Um why aren't people watching that show? I don't know. I do, have you seen Tell me, Evan. Have you seen Tell Me Why? Two? No, there I don't have time for that shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my household is watching it. Karen is watching it. See, so we're do we as a collective household are doing our part. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right, I watched I watched like one or two of the episodes, and it's not the same as season one. I don't know what they're doing differently. I feel like it's going in a different direction. I don't know, but uh, overall, all of television is dropping like like in the tens of percents from last year. So not only are independent shows doing worse than they normally do, television in in its entirety is doing worse than years prior. So I, I like it's time to figure shit out, guys. Like yeah, it's time to look at Netflix I, and say, "Hey, look at those guys. Look what they're doing. They're making quality programming." And people are paying to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to catch up because next week we're doing, we're doing something. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss later on what we're actually doing. But I had to watch a couple of shows to catch up to get me to the point where I needed to be for this week. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of those episodes DVR'd. Now I watched most of those episodes from my DVR because 
there is an app available, and I can't fast forward through the app commercials, but I can fast forward through the DVR <laughs> commercials. It is shocking how much time is spent in commercial break for an hour-long television show. Yeah, I mean, it's it. that's what makes it take an hour. I, it <laughs> As is, opposed to, what, 40 minutes or it's something? It's like 42 minutes of television for an hour's of time. That's yeah. not right. Uh, that's how they pay the bills. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just start slipping the shit into into the actual show. What is, what's that called? You know, the, the marketing? Product placement. Product placement. Do it that way. I wouldn't mind if, you know, the Flash every once in a while had a bowl of fucking Captain Crunch. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I love yeah, my the stick, diet the Coke. stickers on him like, uh, <laughs> like the superhero in, uh, what was it, um... Uh, Mystery Men, yes. the big superhero guy, had all the branding, <laughs> branding all the, the NASCAR-esque branding. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like, all the shows are dropping. Netflix, uh, not Netflix, Walking Dead is, like, plummeting. Yeah, and I feel like that one is really more of you've pissed off your audience too many times. Do you think so? Yeah, and I feel like that just because, well, I mean, that's what happened with me and Karen. We're not watching it right now because... I'm sorry, you you dicked us dicked us around too many times. I've, I'm not connected to that show anymore. Mm. Like I wouldn't mind watching it on Netflix someday, maybe if there wasn't anything else on. But I have no interest in what's going on with the show anymore because they they dicked me around too many times. The last two seasons, of that show just you know dangling carrots. Is he dead? Is he? Thank God that no, I'm I can't take that bullshit anymore. I have way better things to do with my time than watch a show that's going to intentionally go out of its way to screw with me. I, and it, it was just that show just was a victim of its own hubris, I think. But I don't know. Let's let's see where it goes. Yeah, Could there there be. there was some numbers put out um like the top 300 scripted shows have dropped in the double digits. Uh, mm-hmm. Top 500 kids shows have dropped in the double digits. Like, and again, like when like, I say double digits, I mean like 30%. But like, with, with kids shows, especially Netflix and stuff, is where mm-hmm. kids watch TV yeah. because they can pick what they want and it'll just keep going. Like, kids love marathon and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and then Netflix even has this this kids mode where you just it'll just show you big pictures of characters, and you say I want to watch that character, and then there Dino Trucks, seriously Dino Trucks, Mm -hmm. that's a show. How did it take us as a society this long to figure out that trucks made of dinosaurs should be a show for kids? (laughs) Come on now. Thank you, DreamWorks and Netflix, for making that happen. The show is pretty awesome. I don't know. But you know what may help it? You know, this whole television thing. I, I think the CW has figured it out. I think CW has figured out how to get all of the peoples back in front of their television. Yes, that's right. They have now put... <laughs> Hold on. The Riverdale gang on television. Oh, yes, that's right. Archie and his friends are getting a live-action television show. Okay. Okay. A brooding, sexy television show. 
You know what? Here's the <laughs> oh thing. Oh my god, my brain. I don't hurts. know how they would. First off, you don't have to make a live action Archie, but um, if you're gonna, I don't know how you do it. Like Archie is such a weird property, and <laughs> well, how you do it is you turn it all dark, you put a lot of abs in it, and make it about a murder. That's how you do. That's it. just it. We all right. So here's the thing. This is going to be on CW, and we don't know what this show is going to be like. Nope. All right? Like, we've seen this promo, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, look at something like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Look at Jane the Virgin. Like, these shows are advertised one way, and then when you watch them, they are something unique. Mm -hmm. And look at the way that Archie Comics has been handling that property. Like... They did Afterlife with Archie. They did Archie meets Kiss. I mean, that this is a brand that they have that they're willing to try different things with. And I know they had that recent relaunch of the Archie comic, mm-hmm. which was a bit more, I think, in line with something like the way this TV mm-hmm. show looks. Mm-hmm. But what we can't tell from this trailer is if there's any humor in this. And if at all, how seriously it really takes things. Like... It could be exactly what this trailer makes it look like, or it could be so thoroughly straight yet tongue-in-cheek that it could be brilliant. Like, I have no idea what to expect from this show. I, I Like, it's... it's <laughs> All right, as they begin their sophomore year of high school while dealing with a Veronica Mars slash Twin Peaks-style murder mystery. What? It's definitely Archie, but a little darker. A little more complex and a little weirder than you might remember from the digest you bought at the supermarket. You see, and that kind of stuff, like weird and whatnot, and and calling back to things like Twin Peaks and particularly Veronica Mars, makes me think that this is going to have a bit more of an odd, almost sense of humor to it, but definitely a piece of oddity to it. And if it is odd, then it could be really interesting. Could be. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. CW has CW has surprised me a lot uh, in the last several years. Mm-hmm. Like they obviously still have CW schlock, but yes. I mean, what, between it, well, most of they it started still up this is whole CW universe. Schlock. Well, I don't know about most. You've got the the DC universe is a huge chunk of their programming. Like that is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Prime spots are all DC superhero shows Mm -hmm. they're still airing supernatural uh they have jane the virgin and um uh my crazy crazy ex-girlfriend and i zombie like the a good chunk of their programming isn't schlock it's interesting stuff Mm -hmm. and that's the stuff that seems to be bringing a lot more eyeballs to them right now right but it it Uh, is like you I guess I guess schlock is not a good word for me to use because that makes it sound negative. It is the same CW fair. Like you could tell when a show belongs on the CW, the glossiness, the the pretty people. Like mm-hmm. it's there's a certain feel, and that's like that's primarily like yes, they are doing very good stories and whatnot with the DC universe, but. All of that stuff belongs on the CW still. Yeah, it's like, still it, shot with a certain 
type of quality, but it's not what that channel used to be. Like when I think of the CW now, I don't think of stuff like Gossip Girl. If that was a CW show, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. That that that's kind of what I mean by it. I'm I'm gonna give them a little bit of the benefit right. of the doubt on that one. Okay, we'll see what happens. I, I and I'm calling it right now. Reggie was the murderer. Okay, <laughs> Reggie Dunn did it. All right, and lastly, is this a big deal to you? If it's Iron Chef, then yes. Okay, yeah. Iron Chef America is coming back. Heck yeah! You're happy about that because I, love Iron I was Chef. excited about the the Good Eats, right? Good Eats. That was the name of his show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Absolutely. made me happy. I was never, I don't know. I was never into competitive cooking. <laughs> like, I would rather my chef take his time and cook me a glorious meal. But I like Mr. Brown. Yeah, me too. So, um, apparently, we're getting a new Iron Chef in the spring of 2017. Uh, I mean, look, I missed the original Iron Chef. Iron Chef America is good and it's cool and fancy and all that. I miss the original Iron Chef. I miss Chairman Kaga. I miss him <laughs> biting into the pepper. I miss Chen Kenichi. I miss Iron Chef Morimoto. Like, I miss the crazy subtitles. I miss the original Iron Chef. Just like I miss the original Ninja Warrior. Like, <laughs> I want to watch the Sasuke tournament. Not necessarily Akbar, Bajamiz Mila, or whatever the heck his name is. Uh, and, and all and all the backstories of all the every single contestant, every single professional parkour instructor, or whatever horse malarkey that is. There's a certain charm. Like... These shows, the American version of Iron Chef, became its own thing, and it, it it was very good in its own right. But a lot of the charm of the original Iron Chef was just watching this absolute insane Japanese television show with these crazy subtitles on it and the 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 the, the dubbing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that Iron Chef America is making a comeback. I'm happy that American Ninja Warrior is super awesome. But I wish there was. I wish there was still, you know, access to the Japanese stuff readily. I didn't realize today. that the original Iron Chef America was fucking a, over a decade ago. Man, yeah, time it was is yeah. flying. Damn. Yeah. All right, so we're we're gonna get Alton all over the place. Yay! All right, is is he coming back? For, that's right, I could have sworn that's what it says. Oh but yeah, yeah. Favorite Alton Brown, Brown will return will return. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm fine with that. Is if Alton Brown's back involved, then look, you're, you've you've got my you've got my eyeballs. You've got my attention. Let's see what you do with it. All right. That's well. You know what you can do with it. <laughs> wow. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page. You can find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Webcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our wonderful other wonderful shows on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. Wonderfully done, as always. So it's time to, it's time to give out the homework assignment, and this one is a doozy. I mean, maybe not as doozy as 
<laughs> the six hours that we were requesting that the, the people watch with us this week. Um, we're gonna we're gonna cut it down by what two hours? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, you got a nice four yeah, hours of television nice, to watch. So apparently, uh, this week they are doing a four episode crossover of the CW DC universe. It is going from, if I'm not mistaken, it's Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, then Legends. Yes, I believe that is that is correct. Although the Supergirl one uh, is did, only kind of a. Did you watch it? it? You watched it already because I watched it already. You watch it. Live? I didn't watch it. Yet. I mean, it, yeah, we. I didn't watch it yet, but I was reading about it. Uh, that it's um like it really only ties in towards the end of it, and it's because <clears throat> because it's um. It's placement in the season. Uh, the Supergirl's ahead of the other uh, mm-hmm. series as far as like episode count, and this was going to be its natural break, and they didn't want to kind of right leave all these loose ends. So right. So it whatever the yeah, episode the episode awesome. of Supergirl is a fine Supergirl episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's and we're including it. So it's in it's it must be watched. Um, I think it was it called Superheroes vs Aliens. I think was the the running title for it. Aliens vs. Heroes, but it's like the proper thing is called Invasion, right? I I didn't... Sure. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I believe the actual... The, the rest of the story parts are called Invasion after the old DC story arc, Invasion. Cool. Which the storyline is loosely based on. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, all right. There you go. There's your homework. Make sure to catch up. I'm sure everybody who listens to this probably watches the DC universe with us anyway, so just pay attention a little bit more this time. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. Hi, Karen. Uber. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> when she threw the bagel at him. <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.